Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, doggy? I don't know why you just call me that term. I don't know what that means, but it sounds very endearing. So I'm just going to take it as disrespect. Watch your mouth and don't make me come over there. It's actually an alt-right thing is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what you're trying to tell me right now. Either way, I'm doing good. I've been watching a lot of Below Deck. That's a, a reality TV show on Bravo where they do yachting. Is it hot? And by the way, you should probably look. Th- this is your dream job. All they do is work on a yacht and they just serve rich people and they get paid like a $2,000 tip after like a three-day yacht with these people. Hmm. But you're constantly working and constantly just tying ropes all day. Do I have to? Oh, do I have to like put silverware on the table correctly no no no, no. you would be flying that. the boat no you wouldn't be flying the boat you'd be like the rope you'd be the guy that's okay. just throwing the anchors yeah, out I like you'd be that, that guy you yeah, wouldn't be yeah, doing yeah. The silverware that's inside yeah I don't want. you're inside. not an inside guy no, you're no. outside because guess what the guests can't see you you're scary i'm not scary <laughs> oh, <laughs> i'm a little scary right now actually you didn't like i that. got a giant beaver tail in the back of my neck what i need to shave his hair is getting outlandish <laughs> wait i thought it was like in honor of derrick henry it is. The it MVP. Is. It's it is. in honor of him. That's a great point. I forgot about that. I was growing out for the AFC Championship game in Houston until the Texans blew it. Oh. And what I was going to do was wear a Texans jersey, and then when the Titans have the ball, take off the Texans jersey and tie my hair up for Derrick Henry. <laughs> and you had a Derrick Henry jersey being revealed yeah, underneath. Yeah. Uh-huh. Somehow you have a lot of jerseys that are not the Houston Texans. I'm would Andre you be Johnson wearing? One. I was going to say, would you be wearing your Andre Johnson jersey in the stands? Yeah, and then I would wear like a, a Harold Landry jersey underneath. It's something very <laughs> obscure. But yeah, it's it's devastating. So the Houston Texans blew a twenty four point lead. Oh, you want to talk about this? They already? gave up forty one points in a row. We were so close to an all FC championship game. And I texted you or in the group text I said, When should we look at tickets? And then when they went up twenty four zero, I'm like, Oh wait, it's the Houston Texans. Their past defense is still really bad. I'm an idiot. I've been put, putting capitals for you. If something happens, then we will go. But that's a big if. I even put big if in that, even when it was 24-0. The problem was, since you want to talk about this so early, man, that was I don't even know what I watched. Because it also screws Houston over, where you guys are now stuck with Bill. Because you can't fire Bill because it's, oh, maybe it's bad well, they luck. Can't, they can't fire Bill because... He won the game. There's no general manager. And he is a general manager. And he's the general So who's going to fire him? It has to be from the owner. He can't fire himself, and yeah. the owner's not going to fire him at this point. Yeah, there's not James like, we got to get rid of him. So no, he owns everything. He owns everybody. Man, Houston's kind of kind of stuck here. Yeah, they have a dictator. That was really bad. Uh, well, and also the bad thing about it, too, it's, you know, the defense being bad is expected. It, no. The past defense has been awful Why all year you long. Double Kelsey though. They tried. You, no, they tried and it didn't work. They, there was a play where they doubled him with Hargreaves and Lion Johnson Jr. and he caught like a twenty-four yard pass. But they tried, it didn't work. He he actually caught ten passes of his thirteen attempts. Dude, next time just pull a karate kid. Yards and three take him out. What do you mean? Take him out. They could have. No, <laughs> we'll just pull pull a karate kid. Yeah. Yes, Sensei. No, I mean, they could have, but I mean, the offense was bad that game, too. They had 21 points, one from a block punt, one from a drop punt, one from a screen pass, and they scored 10 points after that. 
they only had two good drives that entire game, and one of which was when they were down by 17 points or 24 points or another. So, like, the defense being bad as expected, I talked about on the show all year long, it's a bad pass defense. It's awful, and they skated by because of a high turnover rate, because their offense held on to the ball for a lot of times that minimized their possessions they faced. And I've just been kind of sitting here waiting for this game to happen, and it happened the worst time possible. But the offense being as bad as it was was inexcusable, though. So you feel satisfied now because you were no, proven right? Do you feel like your chest I, pumped up? Is this what you wanted in the end? Not Did at all. Did you cause this? When they went, you and your bad juju over there? Oh, no, I, actually what happened was that I was sitting in the center of the couch, <laughs> and I got up and peed, and I sat down the left cushion, and then the Chiefs scored 41 points in a row, and that's why the Texans lost. Did you hear what the real reason was? Have you seen the video where it's the Kansas City Chiefs fan that leaves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you hear that he's all – did you read the article where he says that he's done this in previous playoff games where he has shown up and they have lost every time? And he said that if Houston scores again, then he's going to lose it if they go up 21-0. Houston goes up 21-0. He leaves – even the security guard yells at him. He's like, no, no, man, it's cool. I understand. And then he leaves. They end up winning. Yeah, I saw the video. Is that – somehow that's real. I mean – I saw the things like the Chiefs were like, yeah, he better not go to the sex yeah. game. He's like, I'm not going. But I bet all the Chiefs fans love that, and even the Chiefs themselves are saying they'll probably donate something to this guy. He'll probably get season ticks out of this now. Yeah, that's cool. People criticize him. Now he's a hero. That's cool. Uh, you get you become a hero for leaving. How can you become a hero for leaving a game? Yeah, life is interesting and fun. It I can don't even be understand good. life anymore. It's like life's good. A guy eating a hot dog next to a fire. That's what that Kansas City guy leaving was. Life's right. good. So you're wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You're eating a hot dog next to a fire, and that says life's good underneath. And then there's another shirt with the guy, the Kansas City beanie, leaving the stadium. It says life's good underneath. Is that, what, is that what it says? Yeah, it's a new shirt we just came up with. Uh, are you going to... No, because... Why don't I have a shirt? It's completely made for me. Why I don't understand why I don't ever uh, get a shirt. No, but that game, the worst part was... After they went up 21-0, I was like, I'm going to vomit. Like, I can't handle this <laughs> at all. Like, I was like, I'm going to puke. And I was watching the game like my little brothers and stuff. I'm like, are they going to like, well, it's still the Houston Texans. That's a very important part here. And then the, they went up 24-0 because they failed to go for it on fourth and inches. Despite investing three first-round picks, three second-round picks in their offensive line and having a top-five quarterback who's very mobile. And they kicked the ball. It's 24-0. Harmon has the big return. Then the Chiefs score 41 straight points. Uh, it's an all-time stupid call. The fake punt was all-time stupid, too. And then the DeAndre Carter, the fumble, though, I screamed. He fought, and then they, the worst thing was oh they, they go God. they go sky cam on the kick. You're like, oh man, it was like uh, it was like it was like quarantine or Cloverfield. It was that sort of, or a paranormal activity where it's just the camera and they go sky camera. The ball pops out right in a darn top. He didn't even know what to he do. He didn't even know what it. to do with it. He was he, like, "What is?" He didn't this? know if it was allowed or not. What he was gonna do with the football? It took him like two seconds. Yeah. I thought he was showboating. But no, it took him two seconds for his brain to understand what just happened. And I screamed. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, of course. So, of so course. funny. Uh, Bart, my uncle, all he was uh, texting, he goes, I'm going to start looking up Super Bowl tickets for the Texans because we'll destroy the Titans. So this is easy. So he got I just, way uh, <laughs> too far ahead of himself. He, got, he even got like ooh, a month ahead. 
And then he was like Christopher Columbus. And then Tristan told me that Sam and them, they were in Vegas. Sam and Schmidt and all those guys were in Vegas wearing their Houston gear at a bar partying it up. Tristan was like, yeah, I texted Sam. I go, dude, you better be somewhere crazy watching the game. And then Tristan said, all of a sudden, Sam stopped texting me after a while. (laughs) 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 I was dying. But going back to what you were saying about the whole game. I was disagreeing with you at first whenever I saw them go for the fake punt, but then when I rewatched and I saw you don't go for it on fourth and one or maybe even less than a one. So if you're not going to go for it then and try to put like your foot on their throat even more, what are you doing going for it on a fake punt? Yeah. You can't backtrack. I mean, there's you, no switching you can, back but and forth it, strategy. You here. can, but it doesn't make sense. Not to go for in the better yeah, situation, in a than better situation, than exactly. in the dumber situation, and like Bill O'Brien's always like, I need to have the perfect play. You know what the perfect play is? It's fourth and inches. You understand it's fourth and inches. Why don't you just run? You up to run the up line. and you quarterback sneak it. You just got done with the play. Just run up to the line yeah. and just have him just go forward. Keep the it's same the guys out there. Thing. By the way, I do it in Madden all the time. It's the one play Everybody that's so hard it. to it stop. Always works. That's why. What is it? Tom Brady's like the best at QB. And Josh stage. Allen's very and good. John, no, no, we're not. He going picks up down. four yards on quarterback. We're not going down this road. Well, Why are we even talking about him? The only he thing is the loser <laughs> to the Houston Texans. After we just watched what the Houston Texans did, you want to talk about Josh Allen? No, I'm just saying he's a very good quarterback. Sneaks. Oh, okay. It's one of the best <laughs> plays in sports. But no, I wonder. I that, wonder but how. Not with Josh Allen, but yeah, with, with Josh Allen. Play. No, 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 with the best play, not t- with Josh he's Allen. He's going to turn into a 37 yard touchdown. But I, I wonder how much last week against Buffalo because they go for him fourth and inches in a similar situation and they get stopped. And I wonder Bill Barnes said, "Oh, we can't do it." And then also, I went back and watched the fake punt again. The behind view, they line up. Reed starts over here. The punter has the long snapper has it. He's looking around. It's obvious. Reed's kind of looking around. It's obvious. He walks from the left side to the right side. Nobody's blocking Sorensen. And Sorensen's like just standing. And Sorensen's a really good special teams player. He's like a cult hero or a folk hero in Kansas City. And he's standing there. He's just it was like a really good tackle, right across though. from yeah. And yeah. Reed doesn't even make a move. He just like no, he doesn't. He just gets outrun. But that's to, kind of to your point where and there's just start like. Are we gonna do this? We're about to do this. Where the defensive yeah, yeah. guys like, they're gonna do this. Everything goes quiet. <laughs> I mean, everyone knew it. It was like, I think they're gonna go for it. It was like a solar eclipse. All the bats come out because the the sun's passed over. I think it's quiet. I think it's dark. The bats come out. So what lost it? That or the punt fumble? I think it's the Carter fumble. I think it was that too. After that, well, and also like the part of the problem too, they go up twenty four zero. Kansas City had the the punt. Or the field goal or the kickoff return had a short drive. They had the fake punt that failed to short drive. They had the kickoff return fumble. They had a short drive. So they scored 21 points easy without, without like all on Houston's side of the field. They scored tw- their first 21 points. And then after that, they just couldn't stop them. Like Aldish- everything didn't work. Aldershawn had no. what kept working. Aldershawn had to keep watching. Just run the damn ball. They're not blocking you. They're leaving you wide open. There was, I can't remember. It was like later on in the drive where it was third down, and he just got done even rushing for the first. It's third and six. He has nobody in front of him. Two guys are blocking, and he's, like, backtracking, and he can't decide if he should go for the first down or just keep backtracking and look for the open guy. I th- they're, I mean, why? You, they're giving you an open lane. Just take it. Yeah, I mean, I have to know the play we're talking about, but, I mean, a lot of things with like him, s- too. eight minutes left in the third. Well, one of the annoying things with, with Houston is, like, every time he takes a sack, like, he has to get rid of the ball sooner. And then you watch the film, 
And you're like, there's just nobody open. Like, whenever he's holding the ball, it's just because they have point. no... He needs to go. Yeah, Take off. I guess so. Yeah, nobody. if nobody's open, I'm fine with it. And guess what? To your point, they don't look open, nor yeah. is anybody getting separation. So, Deshaun, run the damn ball. The Kansas City didn't have a spy for him, it seemed. And every single time he broke away... They were kind of using Matthew like that a lot, though. Yeah, but it, it didn't look like he was doing much. I'll put it to you that yeah, way. Yeah, Matthew Deshaun had a good was, game. Yeah, well, he's a pest. Oh, wait. You mean who, who had a good game? Matthew, he had a very good game. So, who's the best player on the Kansas City defense? Uh, he probably is. Actually. Oh, yeah. what have I been saying all year? I'm okay, look, look. I mean, so this whole thing with Matthew is sad with you Houston. Need a, can you tweet him this? No, I can't. He blocked me. Like, I would definitely tweet him. I we would need definitely someone to tell him that you said, "Hey, Matt backtracks for this year," and he said that you're the no, best defensive player on Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what Kansas somebody City's should tell just him. Using him in a much better way. Houston was like, "Yeah, you're our deep middle safety." And he wouldn't do anything at all back there. He'd get beat deep, yeah. and then he wouldn't make any plays. And then all his plays are just him free blitzing through the last scrimmage for a sack. So, yeah, anybody can make that play. Or he makes a tackle on for 11 yards on third and seven celebrates. It's like, yeah, come on, man. You know, and he missed a lot of tackles in Houston, too. But he's been much better in Kansas City. They've just used him in a better way. I hate how much Kansas City celebrates and everything. It's just, It just bothers me. And I don't know, maybe... My favorite thing they do is when they catch the long touchdown and they run to the tunnel. <laughs> like Hill does, Hill and Hartman do that all the time where they're running full speed and they just run it back into the tunnel out of the end zone. I love that. I just, man, I hope somebody pops like Kelsey hard. I don't He's know. annoying. I, like, I don't know what it was block. about the whole game. I just hate how he doesn't I just block. wanted somebody to just smack the living crap out well, of him. Well, Hill's now. the one who got smacked by well, Justin Hill Reed. got That was the cleanest That was a hit. bad throw by Mahomes, too. So you're trying to kill him. Why are you trying to kill him? He's yeah. tiny. And he just, all you did was line his body up for the defender to say, that's a shot in yeah, the ribs. You're trying to kill him. And I'm pretty sure, did he not crack one? Uh, he played the rest of the game. I know he played, but I didn't see any report that he cracked one. No. So he must have been fine after because it was Reed that hit him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Reed's awesome. It was a really good hit. Yeah. But overall, man, it sucks that Bill can't be fired. It just, it really, because now you're stuck in a situation where you won the first game, but you see where all Bill can take you. You see, I mean, this is all you're going to well, be also, able to but get. Also, look at his wins. His, his playoff wins against Connor Cook. He hasn't played another professional game. He's playing the XFL now for Houston. Is that good? Clowney was incredible that game. And then his other playoff one was against Josh Allen in a game where they went down 16-0 and had to win in overtime. And Josh Allen's overrated, too, so it's not that impressive. I think he's underrated. Wait, what? Because everybody says he sucks and he's stupid. You he's awful. have made him overrated on this show. Well, maybe he's overrated on this show. <laughs> on this particular show, he is overrated. Uh, you see DeAndre Hopkins do the Josh Allen. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Hold he, on. Hold on. He did hold the on. Josh Allen. Hold on. I didn't mind it because all I wanted was to. I actually thought that was set up where Deshaun was going to catch it and then bomb it, but then Deshaun dropped it because that wasn't the play. He okay. couldn't even do that because they already went past the line scrimmage. Stopped. I know, but he did the Josh Allen. Was like, I think Allen left his drugs in Houston. DeAndre got hold of him. So again, I'm not a Houston guy. I'm a Dallas fan. I mean, I I really don't have any dog in the fight. I just really wanted Houston win so we could go to the game next week. Yeah, but it's heartbreaking. I you got to tell me how angry were you? Because I was even angry. That Mahomes pass where I was like, 
you cross the line, you piece of shit. Oh, when he scraped like, his left foot? Yeah. And then when... Yeah, y'all was like, you passed it. Like, all I wanted to do is like, I want someone to hit you. Three of his touchdowns it, were like that. It made me so mad every time with that dragging of the back left foot. I go, who the... Where do you get I'm, off? I'm more upset Bradley Roby. Roby ha- Roby's covering oh, Kelsey. Instead of... He has he Cunningham. For him. And he runs after him, leaves yep. him wide open. And then Conley was covering him the other touchdowns to the other corner of the end zone. Kelsey stops and sits. Conley runs all the way to the out bounds line. It's like, what? Are you, there's only this much space. You can't run that spot. And he's playing. Yeah, like play the man. I can. I I hate the secondary. And the thing is, too, is like you look at free agency. There's no good cornerbacks. Are you can get well, you Byron Jones eighteen him. million a year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You no, have they're going to give Roby eighteen million a year, and he's not a he's not he can't be the best cornerback on a good pass defense. And it's me bagging next year. Um, and then it's like, well, they're in a situation they score thirty one points a game. They're they were very lucky this year too, but that's all for a different day. So I would not pay Byron Jones eighteen million a year. Somebody's I would not pay him that. Yeah, oh I wouldn't God. either. Somebody's going to though. LA he's, the, Rams. he's the only corner. <laughs> the they don't have, no, because they have to give Ramsey twenty five million a year because they trade <laughs> two for. It's like Houston. They have to give Tunsil twenty two million a year. Oh yeah, yeah, you're giving because you gave up two first round picks for him. Yeah, yeah, you're giving Tunsil whatever he wants. Yeah, it's the, the same thing. Ramsey. Is, though, he doesn't have any penalties this year. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> Tunsil drives me crazy too because he's great one versus one pass blocker, but he doesn't. He's like not incredible. Like, he doesn't do things that nobody else does. And he also is like, I wouldn't say he's lazy, but he doesn't understand you have to block for seven seconds with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. And he lets guys go by. He stands there and watches. He does, in the run game, he doesn't make any blocks that are, like, really extraordinary. He's just good one versus one pass blocking. So you're not that impressed with Tunsil? No. You wouldn't pay him? Yeah, I would because I gave everything I gave up. <laughs> what else you would you? Do? Okay, well, let me ask you this: Would you do this right now, Tunsil for Clowney, straight up? Uh, who would be my tackle instead? Doesn't matter. There's no. Okay. Uh, this is only just I'd a what have, if scenario. I'd here. rather have Clowney for 15 million a year than Tunsil for like 19. I'd rather have Clowney two first round picks, a second round pick. For fifteen million a year, you're not getting that Tunsil, though. No, no, I'm saying they have the picks back in. Cl- I rather have the picks back in Clowny than have Tunsil. But if you I'm don't saying. get the picks back, then you're doing Tunsil because you're stuck. Yeah, I guess so. It sucks. You're stuck with it. I hate. I hate it so much. Um. Um. But last week I went one and three. You went zero oh and four. Oh. Overall, I'm thirty three and thirty seven. You're thirty two and thirty eight. It's been a good year. Let we me got, tell we you. We got three games left. It's been a great year. Let me tell you about it. We got three games left. Oh God. It's been fun. Oh, I it's know. Been very I feel like you're still cheating with that score. It's fine. So this week, Sunday, AFC Championship game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Tennessee Titans in like a disgusting barbecue sauce matchup, so I call this game. Doesn't Kansas City, Tennessee just sound like a really gross barbecue sauce? Like Kansas City, t- uh, Tennessee masterpiece? I, I would say, like, which one is spicier? I think, no, it's like mustard and ketchup barbecue sauce. Yeah, that's true. You don't really get the spiciness out of it. It's more like the Kansas City's all mustard. Yeah. I would say Tennessee is tangy. And I'm gonna say tanginess and tangy. And then yeah. uh, I guess Tennessee is hot chicken. They want some tang with their tangy barbecue. <laughs> sounds good. Um, but the line here is seven and a half points. Last time these two teams played, the Kansas City Chiefs were six and three. The Times were four and five. The Times went, of course, thirty-five, thirty-two. In that game, they had a fumble recovery touchdown. They blocked a kick to prevent the Chiefs from tying it. They went for it on fourth and seventeen, and the Chiefs 
fumbled the ball, kicking the field goal, and he just threw it out of bounds for intentional grounding penalty, and that led to a Kansas the Titans game winning drive where Tannehill ran for first downs and attacked the middle of the field against man coverage, uh, or no, he ran against man coverage and attacked the middle of the field against zone coverage, and also Derrick Henry had like a seventy two yard touchdown run that game. So that's what it took for them to beat them the previous time they, these two teams played. Uh, so you want to talk? You want to start with Tennessee first? Yeah, man. You, we might as well. Do you want me to go first with what I think is going to be able to occur? Or? Well, I'm going to talk about how they're playing football first. Okay, okay. If you want to go with their what they've been doing, because right. nobody's won games like this before. Well, no, and Derrick Henry's the greatest thing anyone's ever seen in the playoffs. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about first is their red zone touchdown rate. Right now, that with Ryan Tannehill, the red zone touchdown rate is seventy nine and a half percent. That's not that good. To put this in perspective, the Chiefs <laughs> led the league last year at seventy one point two percent, which is first. This year, they dropped off to like fifty point two percent, which is twenty first. And it's one of those stats that tends to change year to year. I'm not ex- exactly sure why. I try to find out why. I'm like, ah, like it's just hard scoring the red zone. It's hard to keep going with it because it's just see hard what to you score do, there. Yeah. You would have to keep constantly changing. And it's hard to be creative there too because there's exactly. no space. Exactly, you got to be creative. But whenever you're throwing one-hand touchdown passes with one cheek that slides on third and 12 against the Baltimore Ravens, it really doesn't matter. That's true. So with Tannehill quarterback, they've scored 31 touchdowns in the red zone. They've kicked one field goal. They've scored 31 touchdowns. They've kicked one field goal. They've had three turnovers, and they've had four drives that ended because of the clock where they're just up and they just kneel it out at the 20-yard line or whatever. That's their red zone touchdown rate, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. It's the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. They went three for three against the Ravens last week in the red zone. Against the Patriots, they went two for two in the red zone. Um, I'm, I'm never. It's the most incredible run I've ever seen. But their play calling has been great. I mean, what is it? Derrick Henry has a rushing TD in one. Tannehill has a rushing TD in another. He ran, he ran the option with Derrick yeah. Henry last week. Derrick Henry then throws a touchdown for another. He so, did the Tim Tebow. I mean, you really are doing something different each time. So just to our point on what we were just referring to, you have to be creative. Tennessee is being creative, and I think that's why people are kind of cheering more and more for them. They are the Cinderella story this year, and they are on a New York Giant magic carpet run would, right now. What would you call their slipper? Like a... Like the Tennessee version of a glass slipper. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. The Tennessee version of the glass slipper is Derrick Henry's ponytail cut off, and that is the glass slipper that you stick your foot in. I think it would be like a, a cowboy boot. No way, because all you got to do with Derrick Henry's hair is you got to like peel it off at the top, and then it looks like an Aladdin shoe. Maybe it has to be something else. It doesn't look like a what shoe. What are you talking about? That's how a slipper. No, it's not a slipper, though. You know what? What would you? You know what? What is your... Tennessee slipper then because that is mine I would think it's like a pair of like really crusty cowboy boots that have like the toes cut out of them they're some alternatives to slippers so it's like a flip-flop but with, it's a cowboy but it's boot, cowboy boot yeah. flip-flop something it like just that seems uncomfortable they're warlocks though and the warlocks are drinking margaritas at the Logan's Roadhouse in Tennessee they are partying at Logan's Roadhouse <sighs> Man, I wish I was. That's what I was doing Sunday. Is that what we're gonna be working at pretty soon in the summertime? Is Logan's Roadhouse after the Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl? Get moved to Nashville with Ryan the Cannon, because I just don't think that Kansas City. It, if Tennessee keeps playing their game of just giving Derrick Henry the ball of him just dominating, because you truly have to give him the ball at least twenty five times. He's in the ball thirty five times. That's what I mean, though. But he has to at least get it twenty five. 
for him to be able to be effective because he's just a guy that you feed that's just going to wear down the defense. Yeah, and that's that's something I've heard a lot. You know, it's hard tackling him. You don't want to tackle like, you don't So I, I looked up the numbers. You ready for him? Yeah. So in the second half, they have a DVA of 33.6%, which is second. Whenever it's late and close, they're second offensive DVA too. But this, are, this is Henry's numbers by quarter. First quarter, 4.3 yards a carry, 57 carries, 245 yards, one touchdown. Second quarter, 51 carries, 288 yards, 5.65 yards a carry, one touchdown. Third quarter is when the magic happens. I love magic. 83 carries, 657 yards, oh 7.92 yards an attempt, seven <laughs> touchdowns, 24 first downs. And the fourth quarter, 63 for 311. 4.94 yards a carry, four touchdowns, 14 first downs. And this is all a Tannehill quarterback. And overall in the year at Tannehill, 254 carries, 1,501 yards, 66 first downs, 13 touchdowns, 5.91 yards a carry. And there is something to be said about him, like wearing down defense as the game goes on. And like even that Ravens game and the Patriots game too, they were went like 6-1 fronts. They were loading up the box, bring up safeties that didn't work. And the Titans are also just running outside zone. They're not doing anything special. They're running outside, inside zone. Sometimes they have a full pack. Really the only interesting thing they're doing in their run game is how, how many tight ends they use and if they run the ball to the weak side. I, I think it's pretty crazy because just going back to this point where the moment that he breaks to the outside, I, I wish I would have known who it was. I think it was a, maybe a corner or somebody. Where he sifts arm him twice, but the guy wanted nothing. I think to do that was Thomas. Thing. He was literally just shoving him yeah. over and over. Where just Derrick Henry wears out these guys because he is so ginormous. His speed doesn't make sense. He breaks to me. twenty miles per hour. It doesn't make sense at all. He's he like should not be fat. able to run this fast. He's like as fast as Mostert. It, it doesn't make sense. Or but, Mozart, Mozart. But Mozart. whenever you see the guys, they're just half his size, and they're having to bring him down where whenever they hit Derrick Henry, I think it hurts them more than Derrick Henry. And he just, ho oh, oh, that's a good tackle. Yeah, nothing and hurts him. And it doesn't do anything to him. It's I imagine him, whenever he runs to the box, just like he's amputating arms as they try <laughs> to stick their arms out and tackle him. And yeah, He's, he's a, like Afro Samurai. Just going through it all. <laughs> just it, It's like time freezes, and then he just kills everybody. So the, I love Afro Samurai. It's never, so good. I never saw it. Dude, six episodes. You have six episodes of 30 yeah, minutes yeah. in you. I got that. So the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs' that. run defense is 29th this year. They're, now, they're no longer the worst run defense in football. So congratulations, Kansas City. Woo-hoo. After the previous two years, they had the worst run defense. They're 29th in yards attempt allowed, 4.9 yards a carry. They're 29th in DVOA, 4.1%. They're 31st and second level adjusted line yards. The linebackers are still bad. They've done some slight different things to stop the run. They're playing a lot of three safety sets. They'll also walk up their linebacker into the A-gap and turn their you know 4-3 defense into a 5-2 defense. They're playing Kalen Sanders and Mike Pennell a lot more than interior, which has helped. Uh, but Chris Jones may not play this week too, which is a big departure for him as well. But and this is also a Titans team that Derrick Henry beat single hand, or this is a Chiefs team that Henry beat single handedly two years ago in the postseason and ruined Alex Smith's career in a way uh, until JJ Watt really ruined his career and broke his leg. But the Chiefs have had problems with the Titans already twice before, and the Titans have won the last two matchups. So mainly just by running the ball all over them. That's kind of my question to you, because even though you know I'm an, a football aficionado. 
I feel like you have a leg up on me when it comes to defensive side. So with Kansas City against Houston, I really did feel like that the receivers dropped more balls than what Houston was really doing to yeah, kind of stop the, and prevent and them the to do something. On the first two drives. Yeah. I mean, they were dropping balls left and right. So with Tennessee, though, do you think their secondary is that good to where they're going to be able to prevent Patrick Mahomes to being able to get those deep balls to prevent from Tyreek Hill to break loose? Or is Travis Kelsey going to have a big game still? He had a big game against them last time they played. He had a big game against them in the postseason. That postseason game they lost to where Mariota threw the self-suck touchdown. It's Mariota, though. That was, the, that was the greatest touchdown <laughs> ever, though. So where he throws the ball, the defender bats it. it, catches it. Yeah, the self-suck touchdown. I just hope that he was like, throw it again or something. Oh, that'd have been cool, too. That would have been awesome. But, no, I mean, the Titans have always had trouble covering him. They have trouble covering Hill. They try to put Dory Jackson on him sometimes. Jackson is just as fast. And Jackson's become actually a legitimately good cornerback, but he can't cover Hill. But, yeah, I mean, this game for the Titans last week was all about the 90s for the Titans. This game, yeah. it's all about the 20s. Oh. Derek Henry, number 22. Hey. Kenny Vaccaro, number 24. Ooh. Adore Jackson, number 25. Ooh. And Logan Ryan, number 26. Yeah. All right, I'm going I'm to head out. Plug my check. <laughs> Put me on the television just all a right, second. I'm done. But I, I do think the Titans... One of the things they have to do, they had a really great game playing against Baltimore. They followed their motion well. They also creeped up after they got set after their motion, brought eight guys in the box. They also played a lot of quarters coverage, took away the middle of the field, forced Jackson through the ball to the sideline. He's a bad sideline thrower. I think one of the things they have to do this week is show after the snap, blitz after the snap, and they're going to have to play man coverage and just kind of hope and pray. And also hope and pray Kansas City drops passes and just gonna have to hope that again. Yeah, they're gonna have to hope for Dear that. Lord. And they're gonna have to hope that they beat them in the red zone again too. And then hope like a fumble recovery touchdown because I, I mean, they're not gonna be able to consistently the stop. The entire them. stadium is gonna be shaking. Oh, and I didn't watch the video. Can we touch on this? Because I didn't watch it. Is Patrick Holmes' girlfriend that annoying? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but it sounded like I mean there was an entire She's thing about. She's just cheering on her her boyfriend. I'm wondering how obnoxious she is though. I don't know. Does she have a Does she have a Miss Piggy voice? I don't know her. That would be so amazing if she had a Miss Piggy voice. Uh, I'd lose my mind. I think, I think the other thing Tennessee's going to do, too, is they're going to play for third down. So they're going to really sit the first down marker, try to take away the intermediate to deep, tackle say, from like there, third and, threes. and then just try like, yeah, hope for third yeah. and three, and they can make a play on the ball there. And then the other, the other reason why it's kind of a good matchup for Tennessee, too, is their interior pass rush is good. Jeffrey Simmons is awesome. Darrell Casey's awesome. He had two sacks to Jackson, including that forced fumble. And the Chiefs' interior pass blocking is bad. They're good in the exterior, bad in the interior. I think Simmons and Casey can both give them a hell of a time. Uh, and that includes Wes, Wisniewski, Austin Ryder, and, um, and Devarney Tardiff on their interior. I just really hope that Tennessee wins this game. Uh, this is kind of like setting up to where they have, it just seems like Tennessee has an advantage against teams like this. It just seems this is Tennessee's time. I need Ryan the Cannon to prove that he is the Cannon. The Cannon Hill. It's it's a great run. Do you and like, I actually like do you Tennessee's like, coach more than anything. I think they're just a fun team. He's a leader with, of men. He's a leader of men. And they finally, Tennessee has so many weapons where all they needed was just an adequate quarterback that can throw a football. Well, I mean, Tannehill's been better than adequate, though. Yes, He's you know, but I also think the receivers are that good, though. I mean, he, I think these, their weapons yeah, they're are that great good. Plays too. And, and they're all young, and all haven't all they've done is just drafted first round receivers. I mean, well, Davis and Brown was a second round receiver, yeah. and they signed Humphreys, who hasn't played. 
Berkser is like a six round pick. Johnny Smith's like a six round pick. Yeah, Khalif Raymond, I think, is undrafted. You're undrafted. But uh, Khalif Raymond's got two deep middle touchdowns. And that's the only spot where Kansas City's pass defense is bad is the deep middle. Everywhere else, they're really great. Tannehill to the deep middle part of the field. He is 7 for, seven for 13, 293 yards, three touchdown, one interception. He's averaging 9.2 yards in attempt total. Um, he had Khalif Raymond on that great throw last week where Raymond got in the corner's blind spot, put over the safety, and that was out right after Baltimore doesn't convert on fourth and one. It's another Tennessee touchdown play action. It's 14-0. And then you're kind of like, I I guess they're going to do this again. The other, the other thing about Tennessee that's important is once it's the play action passing, that opens up their run game too. And their play action, they run at 29% of the time, which is eighth. They average 10.9 yards of play on play action. This includes Mariota as well, six weeks of Mariota. This is first in the league. And the difference between them on play action and non-play action is 4.3 yards, which is the greatest difference in the league too. And so like, their offense is like play action passing D, Derek Henry a lot. And it, it, play action for them is going to be important in this game. Also because they have to block for a long time. And Frank Clark's very good. Chris Jones is really good. And that's kind of the, the one issue that they may have in their play action passing game is you get their tight ends blocking Frank Clark, which is a bad matchup. I just don't know if you want to get into a shooting. Like, in a, I mean, like you have shootout. to, though. I just don't know if you want to get into a shootout. Well, yeah. I'd rather play keep away. Of course. But I'm saying you still have to hit deep, though. Yeah, but... Because that, that opens up Henry. That gets their safeties uh, deep. No, no, no. I w- I'm just saying that I would much rather just keep giving Henry the ball than having Tannehill bomb it. You, Even but, if the bomb is working, I would still have Derrick Henry run the ball more. You need, but you have to. You, ha- I mean, you have to throw to set like, up the run. If you for play him. into a shootout, you're just playing in a riding Kansas City. Points are good. All they want it doesn't you, matter. Points are all good. All Kansas City wants you to do is to give them the ball back. Because the moment you kick a field goal, the moment you're screwed. I mean, if you're scoring, if you're throwing 35 yard play action touchdown passes, it doesn't matter. Do you think that's going to happen? They're going to have chances to. Oh wait, you think it's going to be high scoring or low scoring? Uh, I think it's be fairly high in the 30s. Oh, okay. And then the other thing about Kansas City is that Juan Thornhill's hurt. And he was their deep middle safety. The Chiefs start Armani Watts last week at their, as their deep middle. He's a second-year player. The Texans really never pressed him at all. They didn't do much throwing the ball deep middle. They didn't run any route combinations to take advantage of it. The Titans like to throw that part of the field. And so it's going to be interesting to see how Armani Watts holds up after really not doing a whole lot last week. And again, the Chiefs do play a lot of three safety sets too. So you're going to see Matthew doing a little bit of everything. Matthew you're does everything. See, He's their best player. You're going to see Sorensen. You're going to see Watts all on the field at the same time. And uh, again, I'm wondering if Tennessee's going to be able to hit that spot of the field that ten- that Kansas City's the only part of the field they've had trouble covering is that spot. Tennessee's really good throwing that spot. And they Houston didn't test them all last week too. Which is weird because you would think that Houston would be able to test that open middle spot because, you know, it's Houston with all the weapons. But why would we do that, right? No. Why would we do that? No. We're going to run isolation why, Like We're not going to do that, Matt. Let's not make sense here. We're gonna Let's run, do the opposite of making sense. We're going to run isolation routes all over the field, and nobody's going to be open. So Kansas City, the last game they lost was to Tennessee. Did you know that? I didn't. That's actually a pretty fun stat there. Yeah, since then. Oh, can I say my fun Houston stat? Did you know that Houston has won the division I can't know in how many years? Four of the last six years. But yet every single team in their division has been to the conference championship. Yeah, I know. Isn't that a fun stat? It's fine. (laughs) It's more that's of, bad. It's more of a small sample it's, size. That's not a small sample size and every team does it. Yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing. It doesn't really make me feel any different. What do you mean that much? That should, I mean, look, that I would piss me off. I would have I would have fired Bill. It does piss me off. I would have fired Bill O'Brien after the Colts lost last year. I'd fire Bill O'Brien off of that stat alone. I would have fired him last year. 
after the Colts loss. So Kansas City, since that loss to Tennessee, they're seven and zero. They allowed thirty five points to the Chiefs that game. Since then, they're averaging thirty one point four points a game. They're allowing fourteen point two points a game since that loss to Tennessee. And again, they're seven and zero. Their deep, their pass defense has been awesome. They're doing things like allowing nine points to you know the Broncos, allowing fourteen points to the Chargers, and then. Because they go up big, teams can't really run the ball against them. And so they're able to play in a situation where they're stuck just, they're forcing teams to do one, one dimensional. They have the best first quarter offense in football. They're getting a lead. And I really, it's going to be interesting if they get a lead in this game. And if Tennessee's able to stick with Henry and be like, yeah, we have 60 minutes. We're not worried. So We've before. been here before. And th- that's what happened in their first game, too. They fell down 14 3. And they, st- they kept running the ball. They kept doing their Tennessee tight and stuff. And um, they ended up pulling it out in the end. Man, I really hope there's another punting situation where it's just about wasting time off the clock. I love it. And it just, like, that's what I'm really hoping for, where I want to see Andy Reid just get red in the face so angry. Because isn't this kind of the classic thing with Andy Reid where he's getting to this point, always getting to this far, and now it's time for him to just fall? Maybe. I mean, it's kind of the Andy Reid motto. Well, it's, I think one of the things that Kansas City's going to try to do is win by 21 points. So they don't have to be any close situations. Oh, yeah. They're going to be desperado. I was thinking, how sad would it be if Kansas City goes to four straight AFC championships with Andy Reid and they make zero Super Bowls? Because they went there last year, lost. They're here this year. They could lose. And then uh, the same thing happened to the Eagles. I think it was the fourth one that took them to the Super Bowl. But they lost three of them in a row, though. I really hope this is Ryan the Cannon's time. A Cannon Hill. (laughs) Do you like Tannehill more or Cannon Hill more? No, I like Ryan the Cannon Hill. Cannon Hill. Yeah. Cannon Hill. Uh, what's your cute thing to call Derrick Henry? Like, what's your like rhetorical device you would use to describe Henry? I don't know because he's a monster. So I'm trying to figure out like the po- oh he w- I would call him like Sully or something from Monsters okay, Inc. Okay, that's fine. Like he'd be my Sully. But he's he's not meaner though. Oh, I mean, he's kind of sweet though. That's what I mean. I no, watched, that's what I mean. I actually watched a YouTube video of him as like a Players Tribune advertisement for Tempur-Pete mattress. He's like, yeah, we gotta get my sleep. My mattress is really good, and he's like walking his puppy in the middle of Nashville. See, and then he's just like playing pools. Like, then I go to the gym, and like all he's doing is just throwing a medicine ball over and over again. And it's the fastest and hardest he might ever throw a medicine ball. So after that, I take another nap. Then we just chill and play it's pool. Fast and hardest he was throwing a medicine ball. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, my financial advisor calls me every day. He's like, why do you order a movie every day? It's four bucks. He's like, I just like to chill and watch movies. <laughs> and then he goes back to bed at eight o'clock. Uh, I've been describing Henry as the last boss in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle side-scrolling fighter where you had to put like $5 in quarters to eventually kill him. And even then, you probably don't... You probably won't get it. You probably just like, I've had enough of this. Because you'll get him down to his last life and you just need to hit him one more time and he's out. But then he goes into super mode and And all of a sudden he's faster. And then you're out of quarters. Yeah, and then you're out of money. Yeah, or you have to have four people playing all playing $20 in the machine. That's so much. My, That's what every game Michael does. described him as a stegosaurus. He said his, te- his hair is a big stegosaurus whip, and he's like tackling a dinosaur. That'd be like his mutant abil- ability where it's just his, <laughs> his, his little ponytail just grows, and it makes itself like a whiplash. He's it's, gonna, a, it's a stegosaurus tail. Hold on. I'm trying to remember who he would be. It's like an X-Men character. It's another agent. He worked with Wolverine before. This is going to bother me. I don't know. It's like a whiplash person. Yeah, God, this I like I like the Stegosaurus is good too. It's pretty good. He, Michael's also saying he'd be faster because he's like, how fast do you think he'd be if he cut his hair? He's like, that thing has to weigh five pounds. It probably weighs. <laughs> it looks like a big thing of truffle. 
Yeah, it's awesome. And then you just cut off and then you just slice it up. Yeah. I, I think my favorite post ever posted was a picture of his hair and then Kevin Bacon from Tremors, but only one person got it. <laughs> only one person? Does that make you happy, though? Yeah. You got one. Myself. Yeah, it's for myself. Um, and I guess the last thing about this game, too, the Chiefs have a bad run offense. Their run offense is just Damian Williams breaking tackles. So it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to close this game out. They're yeah. not in a situation where they can run the ball, run the clock after they go up. And it's they're not. And then you also take that and you add Andy Reid, you know, clock management. You add all the playoff miseries at home. They're 2-8 and eight at home in the postseason. Um, they finally beat Houston last weekend to win a home playoff game in consecutive years. After they won the year before they won was the first time Andy Reid has won a home playoff game in Kansas City. So you have all that kind of all weird stuff. Um, Who's that against? It wasn't. It wasn't against against Cincinnati or something. It was against Indy. Oh, it was against Indy. That was the game where Indy tried throwing the ball against them. Yeah. Why are you? They tried to play the shootout. No. Yeah. They tried to throw the ball against them. Yeah. Run the ball. And then Andrew Luck's arm just looked like he looked bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all wet and snowy and raining. Yeah. That wasn't like very funny. It was Saturday night. Yeah, cold, yeah. gross. Yeah. So, and that was the last time we saw Andrew Luck play football. Sad day. Boo! Boo! I love that so much. Boo! So, I think it's time. Princess Bride. I think it's time. For what? What's your pick? Oh, okay. So, I have Tennessee, 35, Kansas City, 33. So near, nearly identical score. But you have Kansas City, right? Yeah. I figured. Well, so I have... No, I'm saying like you have nearly identical identical score in their previous matchup. It's pretty much the exact same. Last time, Tennessee won 35-32. Yeah, no. I have... I'd say about the... Yeah. Either way, I have it in the 30s. Just like you said. I don't have it in the 20s. Yeah. I, like, no matter what, I have it going in the 30s. If anything, I was going to say maybe like 33-28 maybe. Yeah. But I'd still rather They're have both teams in the 30s. They're going to score at least 31 points. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yeah, I I can't feel bad for Kansas City because all three of these teams that they could possibly play are like the worst teams for them. You know, San Francisco and Green Bay have great rushing offenses. Tennessee has an all-time great, like an all-time absurd one right now, and that's sort of thing. And the thing is the Titans, this is more than unsustainable. This is witchcraft. This is sorcery. It should continue. This is Alistair Crawley. This is black magic. This is the run. This is snake eaters. This is the run. This, I mean, this is death eaters, not snake eaters. It's what Joe Flacco did. It's what Eli Manning did. It's what Aaron Rodgers did. But it's did Derek Henry. And his first Super Bowl. It's what all these guys do. It's what Matt Ryan almost did. Yeah, you're going on these magical runs when you're just playing away, and somehow you're able to pull it off. It's their time. This is what they deserve. And by the way, would that drive Houston fans crazy if Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl or even go to the before Super Bowl? Before them? Yeah, before them. They're already all crazy. Okay. They've all lost their minds. I, I wonder the, what's like kind of like the worst scenario. No, I mean, the, the thing about Texans fans right now is so many of them trusted Bill O'Brien. They're like, I like Bill O'Brien. He's a good coach. Despite after having six years of evidence that he's he gets the bare middle out of his team, the talent's going to the team. That's why they win games. And because they lost this one game to Kansas City, they've all lost their minds, and they all want him to go away forever. So but yeah, there's. But, but now he can't. But you completely ignored. Now you're stuck. Like when one of the things I always think about too, when we went back and watched that Dallas game from 2014, he didn't know when to go for in that game, and that was in 2014, and now here we are, 
six years, the end of his sixth season, five years later, and it's the same problem. And he still doesn't know. Si- he has to have Deshaun Watson tell him, "You need it. We have to go for it. down by you know seventeen, and there's seven minutes left, coach." Yeah, and they burn a timeout to do it. Um, but yeah, I have that's normal. I have Tennessee covering. But you have them losing. I have can- I have Kansas City winning thirty one twenty eight. I knew that you'd. Have I just think they're past. Def- they're like so many things had to go right for them to win last week. Dude, you're so not many a things believer. have had to go. I, I, it's it has to end one. You're day. not a believer. I get it. It has to end this week or in, in the Super Bowl or next year. It has to end eventually, and I have no idea when. Um, you know what? I hope like I want to be picking against Tennessee just so I don't jinx them, but I really want them to win. I really don't want Mahomes to win. Well, it was funny because Sam texted me. I hope Sam's not listening because I'm going to talk a little, little shit. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, I'm on the times right now. I'm like, awesome. It's like, how much you bet? He bet 20 bucks. He won $70 off of it. I was like, that's an all-time great bet. That is an all-time great bet. But you only, you only put 20 on it. He still put money on it, though, and won. And he also said he, that he told me that he put money on San Antonio. And San Antonio Spurs even came back and won their game. Yeah. So Sam, Sam wants some money. Yeah, he wants some money. I, he should put a hundred bucks on the times though. Yeah, I lost yeah. money. The best thing I told Michael is like, if you hit rough spot in your life, you want to just go to Vegas and be on the halftime of basketball games. That sounds <laughs> terrible. That sounds really depressing. Just to live do. like thirty minutes at a time. Everybody does that at work though. People are just betting on their computers at all times when games are on. They're just like, oh man, I'm gonna bet during half. The halftime score ones are hilarious. It's like seventeen to cover, things like that. So, the last game here, the NFC Championship, Sunday night, 540 Eastern Time, the Green Bay Packers against the San Francisco 49ers. This game is also a rematch. Last time these two teams played, yeah, Sunday night football, out. the 49ers were 9-1, the Packers were 8-2 going to San Francisco. Uh, you remember what the final score was? Wasn't it like 6-37? to 37-8, Okay, I thought yeah. it. I'm sorry. The Packers' first drive, eight. Aaron Rodgers got strip-sacked by Bosa. And they were on like the two. Yeah, and they yeah. scored a touchdown immediately afterwards. They fell, really down well, they, fell on, they fell down 20-0. Well, they fell down 20-0 at halftime. Yeah. Um, so, there's this game is kind of like how last week was, where these teams are kind of similar in a way, but different, I guess, in a lot of different ways. I think one thing is their offenses are kind of similar, except where it's like outside zone, it's really play-action heavy. I just think Kyle Shanahan is miles in a way a better head coach than Matt LaFleur, but the Packers obviously have the quarterback matchup. And that's kind of like offensively when both these teams have the ball. That's the difference between the two where it's a similar offense. One has a better quarterback, but one has a better scheme and play caller. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But the problem is Aaron Rodgers is also a douchebag. So I wouldn't say it's really the exact same thing considering that Aaron Rodgers is only going to throw to one guy. And San Francisco is going to take that one guy away. So when he can't throw to Devontae Adams, what is Aaron going to do? I actually think this is really going to be close to a repeat of what we already saw in the regular season against this team. Because all Seattle had to do is stop one guy. If you took that one guy away, he hates throwing to the other receivers. This is what Aaron Rodgers' problem is on why I call him a douchebag. He developed well, zero else relationship. Is bad, though. Allison is not that He's bad. bad. Lazard Bal- is bad. Valdez Scantley or whatever. He's bad. He's not that bad. He's they, just a deep threat. These are guys that you could still work with, well, this, and he are, refuses these, to yeah, work. I would say like Wilson is still able to hit like Malik Turner downfield. He threw a ball while. twenty yards out of bounds and shook his head like he was angry at the receiver. Well, maybe he wants the receiver to break a certain way. He doesn't. He threw it out of bounds. Yeah, there's scramble drills. There's no. option routes. No, 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 no. 
This was all on him. Pei Mang used to do that same thing too, though. Pei Mang still mad. worked with his guys. No, but he'd still get mad if I ran the wrong route. He'd throw the ball out of bounds and shake his head in disgust. Aaron at him. doesn't work with his guys. But to everybody's point, since Aaron is considered the greatest, then Aaron should easily well, win this game. Well, he's not the greatest. Well, they, he should win this game, right? They say he's one of the best. So he should win this game. Because uh, one of the best should be able to overcome a great defense. Because Aaron is one of the best throwers of the football, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. If he gets blown out again, I think that conversation's over, don't you? I mean, I think, well, he's no longer elite. He's like a fringe okay, top 10 so quarterback. so I already now. like where you're going. Yeah, but like there's definitely a period of time for four or five years where he was the best quarterback in the league. And he's not the best quarterback in the league anymore. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like two years I'd give. Maybe a four-year run. Maybe two. I mean, they went 15-1, lost to the Giants. We'll call it two. Remember that game? I don't remember anything. He got hit like 17 times. He deserved it. And Eli made like three, like... He just he was just pulled out of his butt throws. That was fun That's though. All Eli ever does. What is his throw called? I don't know. I just threw it. Yeah. I closed my eyes. And just like also the way he would hold the ball like horizontally and just chunk it and it still somehow worked. Man, he closed his eyes when he threw the Super Bowl pass. It's beautiful. How can you close your eyes? So if you want to talk about San Francisco's defense, they're really good at covering running backs. The best. Uh, defense DVOA against running backs in the passing game. They get 53.7% which is first. Aaron Jones is not only a valuable running back, but also very valuable in the pass game. San Francisco's running, uh, linebackers, I love Fred Warner. He's on my all-pro team. Uh, Kwan Alexander's back. Greenlaw's been pretty good as well, too, as a rookie. And they haven't, they've been able to do that and cover tight ends very well. And they take away the middle part of the field. The Packers really like to throw the ball in the middle part of the field. And they're also good against their more and wide receivers. They're Against number one wide receivers, they're 10th in DVOA. And last week, Devontae Adams had 160 passing yards, and that's pretty much that, or 160 receiving yards. And that's pretty much the entirety of Green Bay's passing offense, too. Yeah. And Jones had some good catches as well, play action. Hey, you know what we should do? Leave Devontae Adams wide open, especially on third down. He just, I mean, he just, you know who should cover him? A third stringer. Let's have a third string guy cover Devontae Adams in one of the final plays of the game. Freaking genius, Pete Carroll. Where'd you get your college degree? USC? Ooh. There you go. Yeah, it's a very good school. Why are you why <laughs> you just go along with me, man? Are you uh you I wonder where he actually got his I think actually I don't know where he got no, his No, he degree. coached at Pacific. I think it was his first head coaching job. In Pacific Atlantic? No, Pacific like <laughs> there is it some school in California and they're Pacific all Pacific Rim? No, like every once in a while they're in the NCAA tournament out of nowhere. He built like they're like a twelve seed and stuff. So he did not. No, they have robots. a cool like tiger logo. Okay. Um, the pro- what makes I mean San Francisco would have had an all time great defense if D Ford and Alexander didn't get hurt. And what I ma- agree. And what makes them so difficult is that they're great against the short pass. They're okay against the deep pass, but their pass rush is so good that you can't really hold on and wait for those deep routes to get open. You have to beat them off the line immediately, like Diggs did against Weather um, Weatherspoon last weekend. And then he got he got pulled out of the game, and and Cousins didn't have that throw available the rest of the time. But yeah, like you're just kind of trapped. It's either you hold on, wait, and get Dude, murdered. It's four guys are gonna murder the quarterback, mm-hmm. and they don't it's have to blitz guys. either. You don't have to blitz. So those those four guys is Eric Armstead, number ninety one. It's your boy, right? I love him. You love him. I love him right now. Love him more than Josh Allen. Well, he was bad throughout his entire career, and this year he broke out. I think he had eleven. He had eight sacks. Mm-hmm. Steroids. Um, DeForest Buckner, number ninety nine. Ooh. Nick Bosa, number 97. D4, number 55. And what's interesting about them is that Ford, you know, is the speed guy, but he'll rush over guards. They'll put Armstead and Buckner on the interior, exterior. Bosa pretty much only plays defensive end. 
but all four of those guys can re- can rotate around the line of scrimmage to create pass rush matchups and use them in stunts. And they don't have to blitz really at all with those four guys. Um, against Minnesota last week, or against uh, Green Bay the first time they played, they sacked Rodgers five times, him ten times. Against Minnesota, their front four had 11 tackles, five sacks, eight quarterback hits, six tackles for a loss. Over the entire season, they've combined for 38 sacks, 73 quarterback hits, 134 pressures. And the Packers' interior blocking is okay. Brian Bulaga's out right now. He didn't I practice. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, and their backup was, it starts with a V. I don't know what their back. I But isn't Bulaga playing this game? He may. He didn't I practice, think, though. Yeah. Uh, it's like Vanderhorn. Oh, man. I don't know who the other one is. He, I no, it's Vandermeer. He was a backup in Oakland, and he definitely almost started. I think he, I think Houston signed him for like a week once. But yeah, it's Vandermeer as their backup, and he played a lot in that Seattle game too. I just think San Francisco is unfair with the talent that they have because even the defense, they're going to take away your best weapon. So now it's going back to what does Aaron have? If Aaron Jones is not being able to break away with runs and then Aaron Rodgers is forced to throw the ball, you hate his other receivers. So San Francisco is just going to get pressure on him every time. I really That's my problem with this game. I don't see how Green Bay is going to be able to break through this defense to be able to put up any type of points. Mm-hmm. San Francisco right now is a cheating team because just like what you and I talked about, the weakest spot is their quarterback. How is that even physically possible? Maybe their center. I their backups are Meg Garland's not very good, but they make it work. It it just doesn't make sense. And the defense is too scary where you can focus on the weapons because you need four guys to be able to knock Aaron off his ass. And it's going to work. I just don't see how Aaron Rodgers can pull this out. But he's great, right? So he should be able to. Well, also, we're talking about 2013. We say he's great. Oh, so now we're why, making excuses why is, uh, already. I'm, you're talking about the national media right you now. You're not I'm talking, talking about, about everybody. Uh, why is Aaron Rodgers great until he needs to be great? No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's not it at that's all. That's a good one. That's not a good one. That's a good one. I don't like that one. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one, that other joke always makes me laugh. Yeah, I'm I'm glad, but I well, I'm gonna say that San Francisco they like to play a lot of cover three, so they're gonna try, they their corners kind of take away the deeper pa- passing game in a way, even though they don't cover it all that well. And then the way you attack cover three, those hitting the seams, but you know Warner will drop back deep a lot to kind of cover that. I think they have to have Jimmy Graham has to have a really good game. I think Devontae Adams has to have a really good game. Jimmy from Graham's going to break. He drops passes, though, sometimes. Or they hold on to him late. And I think Devontae Adams, if he has a great game, he has to come from the slot position. He has to come off play-action passing. I still can't believe that touchdown, though, last weekend, where he's the only route, and there's two guys out there's there, two, and, and they lose him like passing five him. Year, five yards back. Yeah, and like both they lost him passing him to one another. And uh, there's 10 guys blocking and he's the only rally. He throws a touchdown off it. It made no sense, but that's why I was so angry with Seattle last week. They had everything. Just guard one guy. It's all you have to do. And that's all San Francisco's going to be able to do. Jimmy Graham's not going to have a big game. I'm saying he has to for like, the I know. A big that's game. what I mean, though. But yeah. he's not. So I'm back to square one. He's kind of annoying, too. He's definitely like back home in the fact that every catch he makes is an event. 
it's the most incredible thing to ever happen in the history of mankind. Yeah, Beckham's getting arrested right now. So just I don't want to. That was weird. Well, he slapped the butt of a police officer. Yeah, it was very weird. And by the way, he had to be on something. I don't know. I he mean, he was celebrating. Be. I mean, everybody they're they're in the Superdome he, like, in New Orleans. Wanted to conduct the LSU band. He had to be pulled from the stands. He was handing money out to the players after they won, and then he well, was slapping I mean, the police so officers' like, butt. Take it like this: they're in New Orleans for the national championship. As school he went to, he's one of the most famous athletes. He has a million dollars. So? We went to New Orleans. That gives you a pass for being a jackass? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying we went to New Orleans and spent $250 being very average, middle class you know, people. You were not middle class. Yeah. No, you were below. You were trailer park. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> as I am sitting here right now. And I got to that point, so I really can't speak for anything negative about Beckham and how he acted. Oh, no, Beckham was like was you. That's probably you know what I would say that if he I, was strong, I don't, I don't feel you bad. You would probably slapped police officers, but you no, probably would have handed money out trying he, to conduct a band. Yeah, nothing he did didn't not make sense. Or being in New Orleans at the national championship, the LSU wins. You by tried to drive points. the alligator tour boat. So. No, I didn't do that. Well, you were you were. I'll put it this way: you would have made an effort if I were to say, Matt, why'd you go pull that? No, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yes. It was too early. It was like eleven thirty. So you would not do that, but you would cuss in front of little children. No, You're a horrible no, human no, being. No, no, Everybody's cussing. Even the baby's like, cussing. Yeah, no, always. but let me tell you an excuse. But so the Packers also have a really great pass rush. And with the Smith brothers? The Smith brothers. And one of the things I said in the preseason was that the Packers have a top five pass rush. You they did. did. They you did. They did. The one of the things so Zadarius Smith, I I love him. It kind of makes me sad at the same time. Or makes me mad. He does he has the sack toes I've always wanted Clowney to have. And they use him in a similar way, too, where they like to put him over the center of the line of scrimmage. They like to use him in a hybrid role. They like to blitz him from those points. They like to use him on the interior and the run defense, too. And that creates easier pass to the quarterback. The 49ers have a backup center. Uh, McClinchy's okay. Joe Staley, he blast blocks along. They're still very strong. I think he can get around in speed. I think they can beat him on the outside some, but I think their best pass rushing is probably going to be Smith on the interior. And uh, I know oh, they yeah. can, uh, but the only problem though, also with that is San Francisco so good at quick passing. Garoppolo gets the ball out in one and a half seconds because you have to because you don't trust Jimmy. To and hold everything's on the ball. short. He's, yeah, I think he had the the smallest average depth of target and the most yards after the catch. And so it's hard to have a pass rush that affects him because he he gets the ball, he looks here, 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 and then he takes off or he you know, throws it somebody's feet. You know, I I'll, will give him a little bit of credit because last week I was giving him such a hard time saying he's trash, this and this and this. And he did make some throws, but I still feel like that his receivers kind of made up for some of his throws oh, yeah. as well. That, I mean, that first touchdown drive is a great example. Samuel runs a slant. He turns midair yes, all the way back all this the way, way back around. and makes that catch. And I mean, all the throws in that first drive are easy. And that's the other thing to factor in too. It's Pitt team versus Shanahan. Shane, I mean, like... He's just a genius at this point, man. I love how they use motion, too. I didn't really understand the Niners until I watched the, the All-22 from last weekend because, like, the way they use motion to create angles and just create matchups and create space, it's unbelievable. And on the broadcast, it's hard to watch that from the angle that you have the camera. But from the All-22, you can really, like, tell, like, oh, so they move use check out to wide receiver. There goes that linebacker. Okay, now they motion kill to the other side. There goes that linebacker. Now they... Or now... Or they motion uh, another time to the left, and they've killed the right inside. So that linebacker is covering Kittle. So now you, just have, so now you have one linebacker in the middle of the field, and you have a slant against Xavier Rhodes, and there's 13 yards. And like they just slowly chip away and create matchups and easy throws for Garoppolo. And Garoppolo is a good short thrower. 
You know, he has a great arm. He sees things quick. He has a great release. The ball is out fast. And they've really maximized everything you can get out of him. But then going to your point here, because it's like Shanahan's going to be able to like overshadow any type of mistake that Garoppolo does. Same thing with even the defense, where he's just going to be able... He just knows what he's doing. Do you even think Matt LaFleur has a shot to be able to outcoach? No. Do you even think... But you're not even giving Matt LaFleur any type of credit. Do you think this is more Aaron Rodgers than it is his type of play calling? Or... I mean, they're a very balanced. T- like he's done a good job having a balance, but I mean, the Packers still average like twenty three points a game. Like it's not like an incredible offense by any it's means. Not. It's good, but they've been just pulling the wins incre- out like all the time. Like just last second, yeah. it's just oh, we need this. We'll get just enough in order for us to be able to pull this out. Yeah, they're kind of like what the te- Houston Texans wish they were in a lot of ways. I don't know. Uh, so the the Packers have lost three games this year. They've lost to Philadelphia. That was the game where they had three. Night. Yeah, that was where they had yeah. all the red zone trips where they didn't score. That's stupid. They went for him fourth and one. And didn't he did get throw it. to the a running back, I believe, on the very last play it where was he was wide like open. That. Where, they, where, where they would get to the four-yard line and they go run, run, yeah. run, pass, or throw work. four incompletions, nothing worked. Yeah, I remember. They lost to the Chargers. The Chargers game, they were awful on third down. They lost they to the Niners. And the Packers, I think, are top five in uh, offensive turnovers. Not you're not turned over, or whatever. They're the opposite of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like every team that posts right now, none of them we really don't need turn to talk the ball about over. Tampa. It's cool. But what I'm trying to say here <laughs> is that so like they kind of lost those games in different ways. The Chargers' offense was back as the third down. The Eagles' offense was good until the red zone. The 49ers' offense had a lot of turnovers, a lot of incompletions. But also in addition to that, their run defense was really bad in those losses. Against the Eagles, they had run defense DVOA of 26.1 against the Chargers, 24.5%, against San Francisco, 29.8%. All the other times the run defense has been good, except for Week 17 against Detroit, again, they almost lost. But they're, it's weird, where their run defense is really good, and then they win games, or if it's bad, they get trounced. And that's been like the one outlier in, their, in the losses they've had this year. Is that a small sample size? I don't know. But, but do you think it's just it's because of the weapons that those trend. other teams have? Like as far as the multiple running backs to be able to use? That's and maybe that's probably being it. able to kind of throw off Green Bay, which that's exactly what San Francisco has to once again be able to throw off their defense where they have always a healthy back or a fresh set of legs ready to go at all times. Yeah, no, and, and I think Mossert had seven carries last week. Colvin had, I think, around 15. And then um, Brita. Brita had like seven or so too. So all three guys are going to get somewhere between seven and 15 carries. It's San Francisco has too much, man. Yeah. And I don't think, because if you don't have the coach and you're just expecting Aaron Rodgers to be able to outplay while San Francisco is going to be able to take away their best weapon, dude, this is a lost cause. Like, it took Russell Wilson outplaying San Francisco for them to win, and Wilson's been like, what, just, two and a half times better than Rodgers this year? Um, I think Wilson is just their kryptonite because Wilson somehow is like just pulls it out where yeah. he just either gets it to the very end where it's something controversial where he, where he gets sh- tackled the six-inch line. Yeah, it's something ridiculous, but I just think he is their kryptonite where they just don't know what to do, but it's because he's also a mobile quarterback. And Wilson's the MVP. No, that's not true. Yeah. Lamar Jackson still gets it. He's and offensive player of the year. Of, no. Wilson's MVP. No. He took a team. He almost won in Green Bay with 27 rushing yards. He did everything But that it's game. like what we talked about. He I didn't feel like to that do Lamar everything. would be doing the same thing in Seattle. No, he wouldn't. 
Because he's a like, bad sideline thrower, and that entire offense is built for him specifically. But that's what I mean, though. Zach. We can talk if, about that next week. But if you're still having Lamar, obviously we're not saying he's switching offenses. I'm saying players still the same type of offensive strategy. They no, it would be it I would not work. Be the same. It would not at all whatsoever. I think it would be no, it wouldn't be. You at know all what? Whatsoever. We're gonna have to agree to the Ravens have a top three offensive line. The Seahawks have like the twenty fifth best. So offensive you're giving line. Lamar no credit here. No, I'm saying you're spitting on him. I'm saying he's the offensive player of the year. I think he's, he's not the most valuable. No. So do you think that he's gonna win? Probably. Okay, that's what I was gonna shouldn't. say. Yeah, he should. No, he should though. It's gonna be a no. He deserves it's it. It's gonna be a frown on the league because he beat Russell Wilson too. Yeah, because they had two defensive touchdowns that weren't Wilson's fault. Hey, well, he threw a pick six, but the other yeah, the fumble wasn't go. his fault. Hey man, I his receiver fumble the ball was. If his you fault. lose, you lose. Um, but yeah, I mean Rodgers has to be as good as Russell Wilson for them to win this game. Rodgers isn't as good as Russell Wilson. He's not a mobile quarterback. He's pretty mobile. He's not fast. What are you talking Rogers about? Rodgers is a mobile quarterback. He does his little spin, just runs to the right or left. I mean, mobile He's where mo- you're dancing. He dances some. I would say Rodgers like is mobile. Like the magician? No, he's not. Yeah, you're talking about that's the elite upper tier of most. Then you have to be that to be able to no, stand a chance against this I, team. Again, that's what I mean. We're arguing about Rodgers. Mo- Rodgers is a mobile quarterback. He has mobility. I don't think we're he not has talking about. Mobility. Uh, he has like any, Tony Romo mobility. In the way. He's a little bit faster, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know if I'd give him that. I would. I don't think I'd give him that. I think he's Tony Romo-esque. With that running capability. He's like Tom Brady. Just no, old no, white no, guys. No, no, no. Just old, slow white no. guys. Get off the field. Brady Brady trying to outrun. Uh, That's so terrible every time. Man, who was that again? Brady that, trying oh, no, to outrun no. anybody. No, he was trying to outrun Ed Oliver in that Bills game. And he got smashed. And he was so mad. It's like, get off me. Yeah. Is that I, what he said? I love that. He said you stink. Yeah, he was, he was complaining that he got tackled trying to run for By a touchdown. By the way, where's Brady going? He's going to stay there, I guess. No, he's not. We can talk about that next week. God. Um, so, again, the line here is seven and a half points. The 49ers are favored. What's your pick for this game? I have the 49ers. I'm not, again, I'm not exaggerating on this. I have 49ers 27. I have Green Bay 17. Okay. Yeah, I have San Francisco 31, Green Bay 20. I would, I don't know. I don't have very anything really valuable at all, but... I guarantee you the 49ers can win this game. I have nothing valuable for the Green Bay Packers. That's what I'm having a hard time with. At least with Tennessee, where I hopped off the bandwagon, I was like, man, they're still running on a hot streak. Derrick Henry could still run the ball. I have nothing for Green Bay, because even against last week, Seattle. Seattle blew that game versus Green Bay actually winning. Yeah. Seattle should have brought brought it all back and beaten them, but they didn't. They ran the ball and way Green too Bay much Green Bay should have been half. the luckiest team in the league just pulling all of this out of their ass. Yeah. No, I agree. I think Seattle should win that game. If Rodgers and Mahomes are in the Super Bowl, I'm going to kill myself. I will not talk about this. You can bring on another guest. You can bring on Sam by phone or somebody by internet chat. Whatever. I'm not talking about them, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I may actually just do other po- Yeah, I could do that next week. Well, I mean, like... We'll do the preview, but I may just do talk about Green Bay and Kansas City specifically with somebody. Why? Or whoever it is in the Super Bowl. Why? It'd be fun. It'd be a fun thing to do. Why? The Super Bowl's important. It's good. It's not, it's not important. Uh, but yeah, I have. I think San Francisco is going to kick the hell out of them. I'll talk about Super Bowl with you as long as it's not Mahomes and Rodgers. That's the rule. Okay. If it's them two, then I'm out. That's fine. You can forfeit and I'll win. What do you mean I can forfeit? So I have, to recap, I have Kansas City winning. 31-28, you have Tennessee winning 
You're trying to keep the dream alive here. I'm trying to. I really want the dream to be still. I, I really want the dream. I'm sorry. I would, I follow Mike Rabel into a foxhole. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> you believe in the guy. Yeah. We're going to win this. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 100 versus three. We're going to do this. Okay. Sa- saving Derrick Henry, Mike Rabel. There it is, baby. It's just him, Tannehill, and Derrick Henry. Well, we need like nine. I guess they could probably, I'm sure some Tennessee Times fans made the entire movie trailer into them. Probably. And his main entire mashup of it. And it has 1,200 retweets. But yeah, tying up, daddy. Tying up, daddy. <laughs> and then, oh, the last thing I mentioned too, San Francisco's fifth and way DVOA. The Packers are 12th. The Times are fourth. And I believe the Chiefs are second. So like, the Packers haven't played that well all year. They haven't. I mean, I think this is just a slam dunk. Just kick the You like are like, head. let's go bet in Vegas right yeah, now. I went I may have to call my bank, be like, yeah, well, uh I need a five hundred dollar deposit. I may have to. Good God. I feel like sh- and I'd be very upset. But by the way, you want to do a thousand dollars on yeah, this? Yeah, you only five hundred. Look each? up a thousand dollars. Okay, look up five hundred. Okay. All right, look up five, but don't tell me. Don't tell Meg. Don't tell Meg. So I have San Francisco thirty one twenty. You have San Francisco twenty seven seventeen. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. So that's our show for tonight. I can't wait to go back and cut 20 minutes of this. Why? How long is it? It's too long. Is it like an hour and a half? Yeah, it's way too long. But that's our show for tonight. We'll be back on next Monday night to review the conference championship games uh, with Big Fat Drunk. Then you and I will be on next week to do a year awards. We'll be back on the week after preview the Super Bowl. We'll be back on after that throughout the offseason. We're going to the Super Bowl too. No, we're not. You got tickets, right? Ooh, ooh! We're not. So until next week, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Ballard Radio. Thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. What good are you if you can't give me tickets?